This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. And now I'm reading a nationwide DD. I see your freight broker live already popping in with the comment here. I have to look it up there, uh, uh, Steve Oatley, um, to see what that means. But anyway, it's kind of got me on my squirrel moment there. I wanted to say, no matter what hat you wear, truckstop.com has all the tools you need to uh, help manage loads and drive profits. So how about that? And now I just took off the hat, so I wanted to uh, mention, last time I had the video, a couple of veteran truck drivers, if you will, or truck drivers been around longer than I've been alive, uh, made a point that I look a lot younger wearing a hat. The problem with that is, uh, I do understand that. Uh, The problem with that is I cut my own hair with a beard trimmer um, last month sometime. And as you can see, it is still choppy as hell. I'm waiting until, you know, I can get in there and get it fixed. But that's why I wear a hat because, you know, if you see my hair in person, it, uh, it looks like a seven-year-old took scissors to it because that's almost essentially what happened with my experience. But anyways, I just want to mention that, kind of throw it out there randomly because um, I was kind of shocked that people actually uh, messed with me about that. And not just one, multiple people did. So I appreciate the love you know, from everybody who did that, uh, and I guess who cares. But anyways, today I want to talk about two main things, but a few things Um Kind of in general there, the first thing I want to talk about, basically social media and how social media, and when I talk about, (laughs) I see your comment there, Michael, Uh, about social media, when I talk about social media, I'm talking about the whole shebang. We're talking about, you know, like Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know, YouTube, um, Instagram, help me out there. I'm sure there's many more out there. Okay. So we're going to talk about social media, but... We're also going to talk about racism or races and trucking. And now kind of both of them have the same, you know, they can mean about the same um, because my notes about both subjects kind of, you know, mingled together. However, I do want to talk about them both separately because there are both positives and negatives to both uh, topics there. And as Michael is saying, a thicker beard might help. This is all you can get. Anything bigger or, you know, more on my face, I go nuts here. Uh, I overheat easy. And so this is basically all I got. If I shave it off, I look four and a half. So I can't do that. Can't grow thicker. So, you know, here we are, you know, with that. But anyways, I know a lot of people, including your favorite freight broker. You guys probably know him on Facebook. Um, And he's messaging me right now. But I know he has spoke about it a little bit. I know Freight Waves has spoke about it a little bit. Transport topics. Everybody in the logistics industry has talked about racism. So I'm definitely not meaning to repeat anything they may have said. I just think it's important for the success of the little guy in the industry to bring it up. But before we go into social media and the racism and all that negativity um, <laughs> and, you know, into this uh, video here, I want to start with the Facebook group Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. Because over the weekend, I believe it was, I need to pull it up on a separate screen here. Um, over the weekend, I made a post in the group Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. Oh, whoops. If I minimize it, minimize the screen there. Let me make uh, this guy a little bit bigger here. All right. I want to talk about my group a little bit here because uh, there's a couple things I want to discuss in here. The main thing being a post, I'm finding it here. 
the main thing being a post that I put up here, you know, over the weekend or such a few days ago. It's this bad boy right here. For the owner operators, what is your biggest challenge out on the road? And now this again kind of goes in the mix of, you know, talking about social media and trucking and all that jazz. But one thing that I always mention, not only on this Make More Money Monday show, not only on my podcast, but also in my written content I put on my group and my pages is everybody watches social media. You have the shippers, you have the truck drivers, you have the dispatchers. I mean, freight brokers, agents, everybody in between watches social media. So I asked this question essentially, you know, on purpose or, you know, um, I had intent behind it, if you will. I didn't figure out what I should say there. But anyways, I did it with intent. And that's because a lot of people lurk in these Facebook groups without actually acknowledging or without interacting with the post. So posts like this is good because it was for the owner operator. But the, um, the biggest readers of these posts, if you will, are people who are not owner operators. Okay. That's the key there. And so I just want to acknowledge this post here because um, I think when drivers, you know, either a company driver, owner op, whatever, I think what they say should be acknowledged, especially that first comment right there that I'm going to uh, talk about here. But I made this post because, again, everybody looks at social media. And so I wanted everybody who is not a truck driver to see the challenges that the truck drivers face. And now, you know, I put owner operator on here, but I'm still giving love out to the company drivers there, you know, the fleet owners, um, all that jazz there. And so, you know, don't um, and blame me for just putting owner operator. But I want to start with this. I'm not going to read them all. Some of them are funny. Um, some of them are not serious. But the first one, when I put for the owner operator, what is your biggest challenge out on the road? A member, Chris Morgan, he put making enough money to cover repairs, IRP, that's 2000 um, I'm not going to go through everything. Tax, income tax, IFTA taxes, insurance payment, personal property tax, tolls, fuel, accounting, anything left over to cover living expenses and bills. Okay. He also put now think $2 a mile is a great rate. Nope. Okay. We all know money is the biggest challenge in this industry right now with the COVID-19 of the coronavirus, whatever it's officially called, I suppose, is really not helping it. Okay, I just read an article on freight waves. I'm not going to quote entirely because I did not finish it when I was reading it. But from what the parts that I read, the rate game or the freight rate game is still not looking as strongly as it should um, at this moment in time besides, you know, with the COVID-19 um kind of be an issue here but anyways another comment in here says one of the biggest challenges owner operator uh, owner operators face is loyalty and broker relationships that comment right there from chris uh member chris was actually spot on i was kind of wondering that because you know we always talk about loyalty not just in trucking but you know in every industry um you know everybody they work a long time or hard to try to land a customer and then when they do, they're almost replaced um, just as fast as they got them. And when I'm talking about customers on the truck driver side, that's, of course, meaning your freight broker friends. You know, the end goal is always getting a shipper. However, finding a good broker is always um, a good plus as well when you got that. So loyalty and broker relationships, I am noticing personally from the posts and the group, such as mine, freight brokers and truck drivers, as well as the other great groups all over Facebook, this is what I'm seeing time after time again. 
you see the same brokers, you know, meeting or building relationships with certain carriers or truck drivers on the Facebook groups. And then the next day kind of posting up or days later, posting up that same load um, and almost forgetting about that, uh, that carrier friend that they met days ago. But anyways, kind of moving right along. Um, one guy said there really isn't any, and I know he's joking there because, uh, there's, you know, five, you know, without even really thinking of them in that first comment, there may be even more, but, um, anyways, as Chris mentioned kind of, and I'm going to kind of end it here, but as Chris mentioned in his other comment, the one who put loyalty and broker relationships of one of the biggest challenges owner operators had, he also added brokers say they want good carriers. Nope. They want cheap. And they will step over quality for cheap. And you know what? He had pretty good engagement on that comment. And I have to agree with you there. Because I mentioned it in many videos in the past. Um, starting with last year when I'm talking about how to be a trucker of choice or carrier choice rather. It all comes down to price. Okay. Everybody is expected to provide A1 service on every single shipment. No matter what it is therefore everything always comes down to price it's one of those sad but true type of you know situation because not only me but everybody in this industry is always you know constantly trying to give drivers tips and tricks of how to work better with brokers but again it comes down to price because a driver who supplies you know a1 service at 225 a mile will be you know left behind or forgotten about the moment the broker finds a driver at 210 or 215 a mile I hate even saying it, brokers typically make decisions um, on pennies of the dollar, okay? They will kind of throw out a good option uh, for 5 or $10. I think that's the definition or the true definition of nickel and dime there. And actually, I have to give a shout out to Chris Brown, the moderator of the group, Ray Brokers and Truck Drivers, because he said making a profit is one of the biggest challenges. And that guy right there, I know, you know, his business, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say it, but... I can imagine it could be struggling just a little bit because he was one of the drivers where him and his wife at the beginning of the year said, you know what? We're not hauling this cheap crap. And they just sat out. I'm sure they're back on the road, but I'm not sure at this point. But I know Chris Brown, the moderator at the group, Ray Broker Truck Drivers, he was shut down for many, many months. Okay. Uh, mainly due to the COVID-19, but it's hard to say it's all that because of... Um, uh, you know, the slow rate market that we had and now all these protests are, you know, jumping around, not making the freight uh, market any better. So Lord knows if it's just a COVID-19 or everything kind of jumbled up um, into one. But anyways, like I said a few video videos ago, I want to start bringing up the group in the videos to start acknowledging the comments from owner operators um, and other little guys of the industry because those are the ones who need their voices heard more. Um, you have like freight waves and transport topics and all those bigger guys, if you will, um, who can supply the news and all that stuff to the megas. I want to use this platform as I've been doing since the beginning to kind of highlight the challenges and acknowledge the little guys in the industry. And that, of course, being owner operators and, of course, our friends of freight agents and freight brokers um, and all that jazz. But speaking of social media it kind of goes right into the topic of the popularity of social media and how I feel, in my opinion, drivers have really taken social media by storm. I mean, if you look on TikTok, I have a TikTok. I really don't use it much. Um, I know how to use it. I just don't use it much. My little nephew, he's like 10 or 11. He has a TikTok. 
I kind of watch his videos there. It's all weird stuff, but um, it's all fun, entertaining stuff, I should say, not weird. But anyways, if you go up there on like TikTok, I'm pulling up now, TikTok or um, like Instagram or YouTube, you could search up like a hashtag like driver or owner operator or truck driver, what have you, one of those keywords. And you may be surprised to find, you know, drivers have thousands, if not tens of thousands of subscribers or fans on their social media. To me, and of course, this is my opinion, but that just proves that people, not only truck drivers, are interested in the day-to-day -day life of trucking or at least what a truck driver does. And I think it's basically because, you know, I'm going to say five years, but maybe about between five and 10 years, social media wasn't much. I mean, it's um, social media was there to, you know, interact with friends and family, I suppose, who live in different states, post pictures, you know, that are heavy on the filters um and stuff like that but it has recently changed in the last you know five years or so uh to be be really be used for more okay now everybody's posting everything good and bad on social media but the problem that we're going to talk about it is i think a lot of people think not everybody sees what is posted if there's no interaction on that post and that's what i see a lot and now I don't see too much in our group freight brokers and truck drivers because it is heavily moderated. I know that annoys a lot of people in the industry because they tell me in my messages nearly every day. However, I believe a group, you know, our group that is heavily moderated is what made it so successful and just barely three years on Facebook. So I kind of take pride in that. But anyways, kind of going back to the social media. And this is why it kind of plays in with the racism and all that jazz. If you go on any of these social networks and type in truck driver, owner op, trucker, something along those terms, you will see a lot of great videos from truckers and a lot of written content. It's not just videos, it's pictures and written content on social media. However, there is a lot of bad. I call it shenanigans or talking out the side of your neck um, because the things that some truckers say kind of blow my mind especially if I respect that trucker or have had interactions with that truck driver in the past. And what I'm getting to is a racism. And now I know media or big stream media out there in the world, you know, the big news media that we all know their names. I think they have a lot to do with it to get, uh, raise the blood pressure of these, you know, older truck drivers, if you will. And a result, they hop on to these social media platforms and they talk a lot of smack to everybody, including their own, let's say, brothers and sisters in this industry. And that's how I'm going to say it, because I think it's ridiculous. Just this morning, not in my group, because of course, we're heavily moderated. It still comes up every now and again. However, it gets quickly purged, and that member gets called out and purged as well. But just this morning, one of the first you know, things I looked at when I first opened my eyes at 6.30, did my normal routine, clicked Facebook, scrolled the groups, whatever. I am seeing an increased amount of racist truck drivers, okay? And now I'm calling them racist because of what they're saying in their written content, okay? And now a lot of it, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe, you know, emotional, um, maybe they spoke, uh, you know, too soon. Um, however, a lot of it I'm not seeing, especially the ones who don't delete it when they get called out, okay? And now the problem I have with, with that is this the moment a truck driver gets called out for being racist and now i'm gonna st i'm let me backtrack i'm gonna backtrack here the problem i have is racism or racist and trucking 
is a fact that the majority of racist truck drivers are older white men. I know you guys are going to fact check me on that, but go ahead and fact check me on that. I run a pretty large group. I kind of keep tallies of a lot of things I see consistently. And in my opinion, it's pretty much fact that the majority of racist truck drivers are older white men. And I have a problem with that because I'm half that category. Okay. Some may say I'm both categories, older and white, but I'm just the latter. Okay. The white guy. And I hate that there's so many older white races and trucking because it makes people like me feel targeted by people who think I share the same, um, you know, disgusting morals, if you will, of those older white men. Okay. And I think it's ridiculous. And now these are the people that are the age of my dad. And so there's absolutely no excuse why they are still being racist. But besides all that, the moment those people get called out on social media, they start franticking. Okay. They start, that's not even a, really a word there, <laughs> but they start panicking um, and start throwing out, oh, I'm not a racist. I have, you know, uh, mixed nieces and nephews, or my stepkid is blah, blah, blah. Yet on social media, they are racist as they come. Okay. And it is absolutely ridiculous. And that's why I put some of these older white men truck drivers. Watch how I said that. Older white men truck drivers who are the most racist on social media, including within the trucking groups. It is absolutely ridiculous because there are so many people who watch the stuff that they post, who um, I don't even want to say look up to, uh, but they look for their posts. And it's almost surprising when they see them releasing their true colors out in the social media world. I call it keyboard warriors because that's essentially what it is. I think everybody who is watching and who is going to watch, including myself, has said things that may have been twisted on social media and quickly taken it back. I think a man's response to um, you know being called out really defines him as a man. Okay. His response after being called out really defines that person as a man. And now if you're being called out for being racist and trucking and you still don't remove it or you try to justify it or defend your action, you are less than a man and you should be called out for it because it's absolutely ridiculous, especially in this time after the tragic murder by a cop of George Floyd in Minnesota, we are still seeing this. And again, I blame a lot of it on the mainstream media. I'm not the one to pull in politics, but I do believe mainstream media has a big part of this because truck drivers, they listen to a lot of news. I mean, their whole day just, you know, filled with information, whether it's reading, whether it's hearing, whether it's seeing, their mind is filled with information and unfortunately is not all good or positive information. So what do they do if they hear something or they um, read something on a very conservative far out of this world website, they think it's true and jump on social media and start bashing one race. It is absolutely ridiculous. As I say again, and Michael says the race is crap. And the whole broker driver debate is why I'm dropping out in 99% of the Facebook groups I'm in. Michael, I'm with you on that one. Okay. You know, this whole social media thing and the racist crap and the pandemic, it has blew my mind. Okay. I can, handle pretty high stressful situations. However, I know when to turn it off and I'm with you. I actually unfollowed my own group. Okay. 
I only see the post my group when I physically click on that bad boy. And I un, I don't want to say unfriend. What do you call it? Removed myself, I guess, from a lot of groups. If I see something crazy or if a group is ran um, or not moderated, I just remove myself from the group because I'm tired of seeing the same group of people who look similar to me cause the most issues in these Facebook groups. And that's why I think they should be called out. And that's why um, I, I want to mention that. But anyways, I don't want to mention just half the stories I'm mentioning at all. So I am going to include Michael's comment here where he put, there's a couple younger black men that were posting some extremely racist posts in a trucking group last night. They were intentionally trying to start fights. I think I know a group that you're talking about, Michael, but don't post it in the comments there. Because um, I do have a lot of respect for a lot of the group admins out there. So I don't want to call any of their groups. However, I do call out the commenter or the poster um, of those groups. But anyways, as Michael mentioned in the comments that there were, you know, allegedly some couple younger black men and one particular group posting some extremely racial posts uh, and a trucking group potentially trying to start fights. To me, and I'm not defending, Michael, you know that, I'm not defending anybody. But a lot of it, I can't help to think, is a result of them constantly reading the shenanigans from the older white men truckers and the Facebook groups. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that I can't help to think that. And of course, this whole crap was, you know, you know, rest, rest in peace. I definitely want to put respect on his name. George Floyd, especially with the uprising and protests with that, it definitely doesn't make it any better. And the moment, you know, um, someone feels disrespected in the Facebook groups, a lot of them use race as a deterrent or defense tactic or what have you. And it totally changes the entire argument from just a, uh, maybe a disagreement on facts or maybe a difference of opinion to a full blown racial commenting spree that is really unnecessary. But the reason why I bring that up, because again, when things like this happen, especially in my group, I mainly get in my group because there's a lot of people in my group who are pretty high up in the shipping world, if you will. Again, a lot of them lurk or they uh, look at the group without commenting for obvious reasons because they don't want to be known in there. However, people tell me all the time about the racist people in the trucking industry and is not seeming to slow down. Okay. But the question I, uh, sorry, I was reading a comment. The question I have for that one. And it is a pretty, um, it's a pretty um, powerful question here. But I have to ask, should racists be called out in trucking? And I know a lot of y'all would just say yes, or a lot of you would say no, but think about that. Being called out usually comes at a price, okay? It usually involves sometimes getting fired from your employment. And when some people get fired from employment, it's a downhill, you know, snowball effect from that. A lot of them get behind on their house payments. They get behind on their car payments. Their kids aren't being taken care of hardly anymore. The money stops until that person finds another job. And that's why I ask, should races be called out? Because to me, if more truckers are being called out for the racist point of views in the trucking industry, and they start feeling these punishments and consequences, I have confidence that the shenanigans will stop and these Facebook groups and all social media that not just Facebook see a lot of racist crap on TikTok as well. And YouTube, I think, because they're less moderated. Um, but anyways, but 
A lot of people today, when I wrote a guy a comment, what's your company name? I don't want to get my facts wrong. And that's because that guy directly was racist to another guy. Okay. It was one white guy being racist to another guy that did not share the same, the same skin color as he did. And he said it so confidently and it pissed me off. And that's why I believe truckers should be called out because if a few of them get fired and they start losing their house, maybe their truck, I think they will realize that we are all brothers and sisters, not in this industry, but in this world. And that's why I feel strongly about it. And now I know there's others who feel strongly with me about that, but they say, Craig, you can't go that far. Maybe they were having an emotional day, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. The fact is not everybody has that same justification or that same excuse, or not everybody thinks about the person receiving the brunt of that or receiving the bullying on social media. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been doxxed. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Um, I've been humiliated over social media. I've been called out. I've had videos made by other video creators about me and my personal life, and I don't respond to them typically. I may make you know, indirect jabs like I'm doing now towards them. However, I don't call them out because that will make me less of a man. And I think the people who are directly being racist to other people are just like that, less of a man and it needs to stop. So anyways, blocking doesn't do it. I think calling out their company, calling the company and ask if they support racism, asking that company if they employ people who are racist because John Doe, whoever his name is being racist, I think that would start putting a stop to it. And now I know a lot of people come after a lot of people because of statements that I make, you know, about that. I know a lot of people are going to message me and say, you know, I'm being a baby or I shouldn't go that far. But you have to remember, those are majority of older white men who are going to tell me, not the people who are constantly being bullied on social media every single day. But anyways, enough with that. We're going to move on here. Um, Josh Main, Josh Main's actually from truckstop.com. He put truckers have not been able to see the benefits of such a diverse workplace from the cab of the truck too. Reinforces more benefits and con continuing education to drivers. And that's exactly right, Josh. And now, yeah, how's it going to you too? And Michael says they won't learn. They blame it on someone or something else. Michael, I am totally with you. <laughs> And that's kind of like what I'm getting now. You know, there's a couple guys today that I called out for being racist because they put down a guy for absolutely no reason other than the color of his skin. And now most people in this industry, they're afraid to talk up or afraid to defend somebody because of their working relationship or they're afraid to lose a sponsor or they're afraid to lose their job or what have you. Me, I'm not afraid because I believe in standing up for people. Um, and especially when people say, you know, they're going to come at somebody um, particularly for the color of their skin. I just think it's, you know, ridiculous. And that's often the reason what they do. They blame it on someone else. You know, the response from the guy, I messaged two guys today, only one responded. The response from the guy was, well, he provoked me. <laughs> no one provokes you being racist. You're just a racist hatred man. And that's just all it is. But anyways, that's about the